Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. So last month, back in July, I released a solo episode on a topic that I've been asked to cover for quite some time. The topic was, are birth control pills the best remedy for perimenopausal symptoms? Because let me tell you, a lot of women are prescribed hormonal birth control pills to manage perimenopausal symptoms. And I've had so many questions around this topic. Now, what happened next was a lot of questions on Instagram in my DMs about what hormonal birth control really does to our bodies and to our ovulatory cycle, and what are the most common side effects to be looking out for. Because yes, synthetic hormonal birth control and even IUDs cause side effects. Now, I don't know about you, but doesn't it make sense? When you start messing with one of the most important systems of the female body, the ovulatory cycle, and the sex hormones, you are going to experience some side effects. Now, when I was thinking about creating this episode, honestly, I didn't fully realize what I was getting into. There are a lot of forms of hormonal birth control out there on the market, and some of them are darn right nasty. So to keep this episode as brief as possible, I'm going to feature the biggest players and the ones that are a bit scary. That way you feel informed about your options because I always believe in informed consent, especially when it comes to putting synthetic hormones in your body on a daily basis. And when we feel informed about our options, we feel empowered about the choices that we get to make for our bodies. Now, what this episode is not, it's not about shaming you or giving you a hard time for your choices, your body, your choice. I just want you to have the facts so that you can make the best decision for your body based on your circumstances and your health. So without further ado, I want to dive right in and I want to start with the pill also known as the combination pill. It's what most of us think of when it comes to hormonal birth control pills. And it's the one that I first started out with when I was 19 years old. Now, I will tell you, I consistently forgot to take it. I had some pretty gnarly side effects, and that's why I ended up moving over to the depot shot when I was 19. And don't worry, we're going to get into the depot shot a little later in this episode. Back to the combination pill. Now, it is an oral contraceptive containing synthetic estrogen, ethanol, estradiol, and progestin, a synthetic progesterone. Now, we're going to talk a lot about different derivatives of progestins today because a lot of hormonal birth control uses synthetic progesterone to ward off getting pregnant. Now, when you're on the combination pill, you will have the same levels of hormones every single day of the month. So say goodbye to your cycling hormones, no estradiol rising in the follicular phase, no progesterone rising in the luteal phase. You stop all communication between the brain and your ovaries due to taking this pill, thus stopping ovulation and the hormone fluctuations that come with what I like to call the main event because it's so important for the body. Now, the pill makes your body think that you're always in a cycle phase where you don't need to make any follicular stimulating hormone or luteinizing hormone, two key players when it comes to ovulation. So when there's no ovulation, there's no egg, there's no pregnancy, and there's no period. Now, the period that you do experience on a combination pill is called a pill bleed or a withdrawal bleed. Combo pills also thicken the mucus layer, the cervical mucus, so sperm doesn't go through, and it thins the lining of the uterus known as the endometrium. The pill is 99% effective with perfect use, but only 91% effective with typical use. Now, the pill with the side effects increases your risk for migraines, blood clots, heart attacks, stroke, liver conditions, depression, and suicide. 
You can also experience weight gain, low libido, brain fog, mood swings, vaginal dryness, and nutrient deficiencies like B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin C, and iron. Now, this is important to take into consideration because some of these side effects, especially with your history, could be concerning. Now, for me, the combo pill caused migraines, it caused weight gain, it caused low libido, it caused mood swings, and for me, it just wasn't worth it. I think I lasted three months on it and then got off. Now, for a lot of women like myself, the next pill option that women are given is the mini pill, also known as the pop pill. And this is when the combo pill is just not cutting it. Now, what I love about the pop pill is that it kind of makes it sound a little less harmful, right? Now, the mini pill is an oral contraceptive that only contains progestin, synthetic progesterone. Unlike the combination pill, this progestin-only mini pill doesn't contain any ethanol estradiol. And the progestin dose in the mini pill is lower than the progestin dose in a combination pill known as the pill, right? So this is a little bit lesser dosage, making it a little bit easier to deal with. Now, how does the mini pill actually work? Well, the mini pill thickens cervical mucus and thins the endometrium, the uterine lining, to prevent sperm from reaching the egg. It also inconsistently suppresses ovulation in about 60 to 65% of people taking the mini pill. And here's the kicker. To make sure that this form of birth control is effective, you have to take this mini pill, the pop pill, every single day at the same time. And I know it can be super challenging to remember if you have to take it at 8 a.m. every single day. Now, because of this, in the research that we have today, estimated about 13 to 15% of women who use the mini pill will get pregnant within the first year of use. And that's why the mini pill is typically not always recommended as a contraception for actually treating hormone issues. Other reasons why it's recommended is you're concerned about the side effects of the synthetic estrogen or you've struggled on the combination pill. Also, your breastfeeding is another reason or you have certain health problems like an autoimmune condition or high blood pressure or history of blood clots and migraines. And that's why you would be recommended the mini pill over the combination pill. Now, side effects of the mini pill, although they may feel a little bit worse, it's irregular menstrual bleeding, acne, breast tenderness, decreased sex drive, depression, nausea, ovarian cysts, headaches. And so, you know, you, you really got to weigh those options and decide. Again, the mini pill is often recommended as a lesser of the two evils and often recommended potentially to, to address other hormone issues. And we're going to get into what you can actually do to address hormone issues in just a minute. Now that you've got the side effects and you know how the mini pill, the pop pill works, I want to move into the next type of hormonal birth control option, which is the IUD known as the intrauterine device. Now the IUD, if you've never seen it, it's a small T-shaped device inserted into your uterus via the cervix in a outpatient medical procedure to prevent pregnancy. Now, IUDs are known as a very long-acting reversible birth control contraceptive, and they are very effective, over 99% effective preventing pregnancy, hence why they are so popular. Now, there are two kinds of IUDs currently out there, the copper, which is a not hormonal containing IUD, and then you've got the hormonal IUDs. Now, both types offer long-term birth control, and you don't have to remember to take the pill every single day or continually to change out a patch or a vaginal ring or to go and get the shot, the depot shot, right? And the copper IUD, and also known as the Paragard, can effectively stay in your uterus for up to 10 years. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the hormonal IUD in just a minute. I want to spend a little bit of time on the copper IUD. Also, the copper IUD works by preventing sperm from reaching the egg, 
basically copper is toxic to sperm. That's the deal. Now, I actually personally got the copper IUD back in my early 30s and it lasted about four months for me. Although you can have them up to 10 years, I couldn't tolerate it. It was extremely painful to insert to the point that I almost backed out. I remember being in tears. I remember crying in the car after walking out of that procedure because it was so painful and I really wondered if I was making a good decision for myself and my body. Like, you know, when you've got that gut feeling like "Mm, maybe this isn't the right thing to do, but you don't listen to it and you still do it anyway. That was very much me. So ultimately ended up after 30 minutes of trying to get it in through my cervix the doctor finally got it through it was so extremely painful and then within a month the side effects were just unreasonable to me so I ended up taking it out very quickly thank god though taking it out was a lot easier than putting it in and I knew that I would never ever use any form of IUD or hormonal birth control for the rest of my life after that experience now I want to speak into, this is my own personal experience, but for me, my body has never done well with hormonal birth control or the copper IUD. So I have spent only, I think a little over a year's time using any kind of hormonal or copper IUD contraceptive. And I'm going to talk a little bit about other options that we have. If you are not looking towards any of these options and you want a natural hormone-free option, I'm going to share what I do towards the end of this. So how the copper IUD works. The copper IUD creates an inflammatory response in the uterus, which impairs implantation. For most women, this really isn't an issue. Yeah, but for others, the copper IUDs can cause very severe painful periods and very, very heavy bleeding. And this was the case for me. The copper IUD also makes cervical fluid thick and sticky so sperm can't get through. And copper is toxic, as I mentioned earlier, to the sperm that it really inhibits its motility to actually even get to the egg, preventing the pregnancy. Now, although the copper IUD is very, very effective, it's not without its problems, right? You put something foreign body inside of the uterus, there's going to be some stuff going down. And I've seen forums filled with thousands of women who've struggled severely with a copper IUD for a number of reasons, including copper toxicity. Now, some of the most common symptoms I have seen in forums and I've heard from patients and experienced myself, painful, heavy bleeding, mood swings, lagging energy, breast tenderness, decreased sex drive, depression, headaches and migraines, adrenal dysfunction, and brain fog. So just some things to be looking out for if you're on the copper IUD. Those may be the side effects that you're experiencing because of it. Number two, I find a lot of women are on the hormonal IUD. At least I've talked to so many patients over the years. Now, there are four brands out there. The one that I'm most familiar with is the Marina, but there is a Kylina, Liletta, and Skyla. Any of them can last anywhere between three to seven years, depending on the brand. The hormonal IUD releases progestin into the body, a synthetic version of the hormone progesterone. Each IUD contains about 13 to 52 milligrams, but depending on the brand and the length, the time that it stays inside of the body. And the progesterone is known as levonorgestrel, LNG. Now, each day they release a tiny bit, the hormonal IUDs, a tiny bit of this hormone into your body throughout the lifespan of the IUD and typically ranges in that 10 to 14 micrograms of this drug released into your body every single day until the IUD is ineffective. So until, you know, if it's a three-year one, that's when it's going to end, or if it's a seven-year one, it just really depends on the type of IUD you're choosing. Now, LNG, also known as 
living orgesterol prevents pregnancy by thinning out the lining, that implantation of that fertilized egg is not possible. So the goal is to thin out that endometrium like most progestins do so that the egg cannot fertilize. This also causes someone to have a very, very light period or no periods at all. Probably another reason why the hormonal IUD is so popular is that your periods basically disappear. Now the progestin, similar to the job of progesterone, also thickens the cervical fluid, which makes it very difficult for the sperm to reach the egg and fertilize it. Now the marina is often placed to help reduce heavy periods because the progestin thins the uterus lining to the point that the period may even stop completely. And this is the reason why I've had so many women get on the marina. They're like, wait, no periods? Sign me up. Now, this can be very helpful for someone with extreme heavy bleeding due to estrogen dominance or someone who's dealing with endometriosis or heavy bleeding due to fibroids. Like, you know, there is a time and place for this for sure. Now, a lot of people want to know if the hormonal IUD stops ovulation. I get this question all the time. And in my experience, most do. Now, why their primary mechanism of action is to thin out the uterine lining and to thicken the cervical fluid, hormonal IUDs definitely interfere with ovulation and your regular menstrual cycle. So there's going to be changes in your cycle no matter what, often leading to an abstinence of ovulation. So basically, you can pretty much kiss ovulation goodbye. It's not often I see women who are still ovulating when they're using a hormonal IUD. Now, in my experience, the majority of women on the Marina IUD stop ovulating or lose their periods altogether. And again, I think that's one of the reasons why women love it so much. In a nutshell, don't expect to maintain ovulation if you choose to use the hormonal IUD. And most likely, like other birth controls, it will take a minute to get your menstrual cycle back once you are removing the IUD. So just a heads up that a lot of women will experience post-birth control symptoms. Like you're going to take a minute to get your cycle back. It's going to maybe even have side effects for several months after getting off the birth control. Because again, when you turn off the communication between the brain and the ovaries, that is often what we see. Now, side effects vary greatly with the hormonal IUD from very few to severe. It just really depends on your body, depends on what else is going on with your body. But these are the most common. Irregular menstrual bleeding or possibly no bleeding at all. Breast tenderness low libido, depression, headaches, nausea, weight gain, and mood swings. With that said, when it comes to hormonal birth control, the hormonal IUD is one of the safest choices on the market. I had to personally pick a hormonal birth control to be on. It would most likely be a hormonal IUD. And like I said, if you are dealing with very severe symptoms of endometriosis or heavy bleeding due to fibroids or even just severe heavy bleeding due to estrogen dominance, it may be worthwhile to get on something like this for a minute while you are addressing the root cause of the issue. Now that I've covered hormonal and copper IUDs, I want to move into some of the not so safe options, starting with one of my least favorites, the Depo-Provera. Now, I was on this for approximately a year, give or take. I think it may have been a little under a year. And this is the birth control that turned my whole world upside down with severe side effects. And it almost took me a year to get my period back once I stopped taking the shots. So let's get into it. The Depo is a contraceptive injection that contains the hormone progestin 
and it's 96% effective in preventing pregnancy. Now it's given as an injection every three months. And I think that was the appeal for me at the time. It was sold to me, literally pitched to me as the simplest way to use birth control. And I wish I would have known the potential danger in taking it. I wasn't informed of the risks at all. I was just sold all the goods. Now, the depot works by completely suppressing ovulation, keeping your ovaries from releasing an egg, and like many of the other progestin-focused birth control options, it thickens the cervical mucus to keep the sperm from reaching the egg. So why is the depot shot one of the least favorite options on the market? And by the way, I am not the only person who feels this way. There are plenty of doctors who do not recommend this option anymore, and they haven't for well over a decade. So for starters, the use of the Depo-Provera may cause you to lose calcium stored in your bones and decrease your bone mass. The longer you use the Depo-Provera, the greater your loss of calcium from your bones and your bones may never recover completely when you stop using the Depo shot. Now, if you use the Depo shot continuously for more than two years, it may increase the risk of weak, porous bones, osteoporosis, that could increase the risk of broken bones, especially after menopause. Now, you should not use Depo-Provera for more than two years unless you cannot use any other birth control methods because the side effects include abdominal pain, decreased libido, depression, dizziness, irregular periods, nervousness, anxiety, headaches and migraines, weakness and fatigue, weight gain, and again, weak bones, osteoporosis, and a loss in calcium. Now, as I mentioned earlier, getting off the depot shot, it may take 10 months or longer before you start ovulating again. That is how disruptive this form of birth control is to the body. It's how long it takes the body to get back into homeostasis. So it's just something to consider given the facts. Definitely, if you are on the depot shot, do not exceed more than two years and consider other birth control options like the hormonal IUD that I mentioned earlier. Now, the last one that I want to cover here today is the Nuva ring. I'm just going to say it. NuvaRing has been shown to cause severe side effects and even death in women who have used it. Now, the NuvaRing contains two kinds of hormones, ethanol estradiol, which is the synthetic estrogen, and adenogesterol, which is a type of progestin, also known as a synthetic progesterone. Now, these are the same kind of hormones found in some combination birth control pills, and they basically work the same way to prevent pregnancy. Basically, it's the combination pill administered differently with a vaginal ring. So once you place the Nuva ring in your vagina, it releases a continuous low dose of hormones every day. It's going to be 0.120 milligrams of the progestin, the synthetic progesterone, and 0.015 milligrams of ethanol estradiol per day. Now you wear the ring in your vagina for 21 days, and then you take it out for one week before replacing it with a new one. Now Nuva ring, although they claim that it doesn't mess with your cycle, like most birth control, it turns off your hormones and it turns off your cycle. Like the pill, Nuva ring stops the communication between your brain and your ovaries, thus stopping ovulation and the hormone fluctuations that you are designed to experience every single month. Now Nuva ring has been shown to be 98% effective, but it's important that you understand, although it's really effective, that there can be some serious side effects. Now, these side effects include blood clots, toxic shock syndrome, allergic reactions, liver problems, including tumors, high blood pressure, gallbladder problems, and an accidental insertion into the bladder and the uterus. Now, the most common side effects that we see in women are going to be tissue irritation inside your vagina and your cervix, because again, you've got this ring that's releasing hormones into your vagina every day. 
mood changes, depression, nausea and vomiting, migraines and headaches, weight gain, breast pain, painful periods, abdominal pain, acne, low libido, vaginal discharge and discomfort. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's important to look at these side effects because again, many women are dealing with them. So now that you have the facts about the NuvaRing, which is one of the most concerning of the hormonal birth control, and you've got the facts about pretty much all of the hormonal birth control options on the market, you can now dive even deeper and make the best choice for your body. Now, if you're considering birth control contraception, I want you to also know that you have other options condoms, the fertility awareness method, natural cycles, which is an app that uses fertility awareness method. It's what I'm using right now and love it. And even let's just put it on the table, vasectomies, right? If you know you are done having kids and your family is done, I'd have a conversation with your partner and see if that's a possibility. Basically, we have options that aren't the copper IUD or synthetic hormonal birth control, especially if you know that your body can't tolerate it. You just can't deal with the side effects similar to me. Now, I have spent most of my life not on hormonal birth control or not on the copper IUD. I pretty much used them for less than a year and a half total, once in my like at 19 years old and then the second time at like 31 years old and both times when I checked in and really observed my body, the side effects were what I consider to be unreasonable. Now, as I mentioned, I'm currently using the Natural Cycles app and it has been great. Plus, I know so much more about my body and my cycle. And full disclosure, my cycle finally came back. This is the second month I've had it since I was pregnant back in February 2020. So it's really fascinating to be back with my menstrual cycle, the ebbs and flows of estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, and really just dialing in the superpower that is my menstrual cycle. And if you wanna dive deeper into understanding the menstrual cycle and the four phases, I've got so many incredible episodes here on the show. I highly recommend you go and tune into one of those as well. Now, if you're using birth control, not specifically for contraception, but to address a hormone issue, and you also wanna know that you've got other options. I just want you to know that you do have options when it comes to natural remedies that can really address the root cause of your symptoms. Now, speaking as a practitioner who has addressed thousands of women when it comes to irregular menstrual cycles and all kinds of symptoms in relation to that, you can heal like they have healed and get your menstrual cycle back on track, address the symptoms of hormonal deregulation. I promise you it's possible. And that's what this podcast is literally all about. I've got episodes on every variation of every kind of hormone issue you could possibly imagine. And if you really want to dive deeper, my last book, which is specifically around perimenopause and menopause, but that hormone makeover program in part three of the book, really, it, 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 is really for every woman who is either cycling or stepping out of cycling and even beyond. So if you're looking for a comprehensive solution, a 21-day makeover program, which often it takes at least 21 days to really start to see shifts and changes in your cycle, the EO Menopause Solution book is really a comprehensive guide that's gonna get you there. Now, 
I do also want to break down some of the recommendations that I shared in the last episode because there are definitely cases where hormonal birth control can be a temporary option for things like fibroids, severe heavy bleeding, and painful periods. Like I get that when you're in a lot of pain and you're dealing with anemia and severe bleeding, you just want a quick solution to address the acute issue. But then also, I think we deserve to get to the root cause of what's going on and really heal the issue so that it doesn't continue to create an issue for us. Because with all of that heavy bleeding and the painful periods and the fibroids and the the deregulation menstrual cycle, the PMS symptoms, there's an underlying inflammatory issue that isn't going to go away. We've got to address that too. So it's important to get to the root cause and we deserve to know what's really going on and hitting that issue head on. Otherwise, we don't truly heal and there could be compounding effects later on down the road. So the first thing I want you to know that especially on this journey, extra grace is required right now. And you deserve all of the extra grace. I know how frustrating it can be to be told by your doctor that birth control pills are gonna regulate your hormones or fix the issue or reduce the heavy bleeding. When you know in your gut that it isn't necessarily true and you find yourself at a loss at what to do, right? Because it's hard to advocate and it's hard to walk out of that office and say, really, this is all you got for me? Because I've been there, I know it. Luckily, fixing your period and your ovulatory cycle is easier than you think. And no surprise, lifestyle habits are key. They are your best friend. And when you really focus on your body and really listen to it and honor it, ooh, do things move in the right direction? I'm talking healing miracles. So the first area of focus, which I know so often we hear this, but I really want it to like sink in, is food. There are two things when it comes to food that can mess up our cycle. It's either messed up blood sugar, so deregulated blood sugar, which a lot of us are struggling with and don't even realize, and inflammation. Now we are talking about too much sugar, too much processed food, too much alcohol, and too many nasty fats. And even for some of us, it could even be too much caffeine. I know, I know, I drink caffeine every day right now, so I get it. But food is always foundational and focusing on foods that nourish the gut and protect the liver are so critical, not just to your hormones, but for the rest of the body, right? Brain health, mood support, energy, all of it. The things that you want the most, man, I'll tell you what, it is found when you clean up the gut, support that liver. So we want to be avoiding, for some of us, it's dairy, gluten, high amounts of caffeine, sugar for sure, especially processed sugar and alcohol. This can all help to ease PMS symptoms because we know that when we reduce these, we reduce the experience, that inflammatory cascade. And also we know that it can reduce the inflammatory histamine response that the body could be triggered into more worse symptoms. So if you're looking for where to get started, I think that the EO Menopause book is a great guide, but also I'm going to have in the show notes today, my epic and free hormone recipe guide. That way you have recipes, you've got, you know, really a good starting point for how to create a metabolically healthy meal. Also, I have a whole episode on how to create a whole metabolically healthy meal. It wasn't too long ago. It was definitely last month too in July. I want to say it was like 381. Worth going and listening to that episode too. And everything you need to get started is there. Next, ooh, we got to address the elephant in the room, which is mastering your stress and mastering the stuff that triggers you, right? Where you feel on edge, where you feel hot and heavy and not in a good way. 
<laughs> you know, when those that anger, that frustration rises in you, we got to find a way to like soothe that out. Because man, every time we fire up that stress response system, you are creating an inflammatory cascade in the body. And the best way to do this is, I'm just going to be straight up with you, it's going to be being selfish and creating and adding in some stress relieving rituals into your day to help to reduce the amount of times your body goes into that stress response mode that drives up the cortisol, the norepinephrine, the adrenaline, the insulin, the leptin, the thyroid hormone, right? These hormones that cause major issues with your sex hormones and your cycle. Now, four rituals that I personally love, because I always want to share what's working for me and has would work for so many of my patients, is one, starting your day with gratitude and ending your day with gratitude. I recommend writing down four to five things that you are grateful for, because it is so hard to stay in a funky state when you are so grateful. Next, a 10-minute meditation. And there are so many great apps. I love Ziva meditation. I do 10 minutes of Ziva meditation morning and afternoon. Oh my gosh. Talk about, like, I will say that the number one reset for me is a 10-minute meditation in the middle of the afternoon, right when I want that caffeine, right when I want that snack or something to get me through the day. I just need a reset. I just need a loving reset. My brain in particularly needs the reset. So a 10 minute meditation, it's like I slept for eight hours. That's how good it can feel. Next is 60 seconds of deep breathing, along with a lavender oil, a rose oil, something that feels good to you. And then walking outside in nature for 10 to 30 minutes. I try to take multiple walks throughout the day. Like if I've got a 10 minute break between interviews or between meetings, I just go walk outside. Walk outside for five to seven minutes. I get a couple steps in. I feel so much better. Again, it's that reset. We deserve to create resets in our day. I mean, we were never designed to just be all in it all day long. We need to build in those little moments. Send those brain safety signals, right? There are so many amazing stress relieving rituals that you can do that will send your brain those safety signals and allow your body to relax and pause and re-regulate back into that homeostasis, right? Back into that place where that Goldilocks spot where you're feeling good. Next, once you focus on the first two, which I'll tell you what, those first two as whoppers as they are, if you can dial those in, ooh, game change. Miracles start to happen. You begin to feel those wins. The next thing is to have a solid sleep routine. You've heard me say this many, many times. Protect it fiercely. Protect it like a mama bear. Because I will cut somebody if they mess with my sleep routine, unless it's Kingston, because he has a special toddler pass. <laughs> so say no to the things that don't serve you. Delegate as much as possible, right? Think about like make a list right now, like after this show, make a list and write down all the things that are not serving you, even the relationships that aren't serving you and find a way to get rid of them or delegate as much of that as possible. Like get real comfortable with asking for what you want. I know it can be uncomfortable at first, but man, when I started delegating, oh, it felt so good. It was like weights off my shoulders. Next, move your body daily. Shake off that stress. Shake off that stuff. Lift weights to maintain that muscle mass and that metabolic flexibility. And as you know, I talk about it all the time, walk after meals. I already walked after lunch today. I'm going to walk after dinner, even if I can just slip in 10 minutes. Like if I know I have an hour lunch like slot, 
I'll have like, really, I mean, how long does lunch really last, right? I got maybe lunch for 20 minutes and then I've got, you know, a good 15 to 20 minutes to go walk afterwards. I listen to a great podcast like this one. <laughs> I listen to a great book or I listen, I even love walking meditations. Again, getting where you fit in, whatever feels good to you, but we can create time for these things. And honestly, it's a non-negotiable. We got to. Next, it's critical to make sure that you're addressing those nutrient deficiencies due to hormone fluctuations, environmental toxins, and yes, stress. We burn through so many key vitamins and minerals at a rapid speed, and especially if we're taking hormonal birth control. I promise you, if you're on hormonal birth control, you are struggling with nutrient deficiencies because that's just a side effect of being on synthetic hormones like progestins and synthetic estrogen. So there's something to be thinking about. Not only do we burn through key minerals and vitamins at rapid speed, Speed because we're crazy busy and we're living a crazy busy life. But we also, by taking medications, that has a huge factor. And, you know, we never know the state of our gut health. So be thinking about that too. I think that supplements are non-negotiable and there are going to be some that are going to really help to alleviate sleep issues, help alleviate lagging energy, feeling moody and foggy, and then also helping to rebalance your hormones because your hormones are getting what they need to actually be produced and processed. So everyone would benefit from these core four supplements, magnesium glycinate. Not only does your brain desperately need it, but also it's amazing for hot flashes, sleep, hormone regulation, mood support, headaches, cravings. It helps to manage stress. It's like an easy chill pill and it's great for the liver. Like the liver needs magnesium to do the job, uh, especially if you're dealing with estrogen dominance. I recommend 300 to 600 milligrams at night before bed, but honestly, take it whenever you want. I take about 400 milligrams before bed and it has changed my life. Also, I recommend a Pharmagaba and Taurine as a combo. These are phenomenal to take to bed with you with magnesium, um, especially if you're dealing with mental chatter, too much stress, anxiety. I carry Pharmagaba along in a chewable form for fast acting relief. I have it in my Calm and Restore supplement, literally a chewable, like chewable, like anxiousness gone. That's how powerful that is. And I think it's really great for if you're having mental chatter at night as well. Next, we are all struggling with some level of vitamin B deficiency. So making sure that you're getting all of your methylated B vitamins to radically reduce bloating, improve mood, ease breast tenderness while energizing your cells to combat fatigue. You want an Energizer Bunny, take Active B Complete at breakfast. You want that energy all day long. If you take Active B Complete too late in the day, you may feel a little revved up. And then next is hormone balance. This is my proprietary blend. It is a miracle worker. Not only does it balance your hormones and help to boost progesterone, but it helps to metabolize excess estrogen to help create more balance between these two critical sex hormones. And because I know how important it is to get these and to really know that you've got high quality, I'm going to include them all. This is a part of my essentially whole line, Magnesium Restore, Active B Complete, Hormone Balance, and Common Restore. Like I only work with the best, highest grade ingredients. These are it. I take them every day. And lastly, I just want to put this on the table because, you know, we talked a lot about progestins today. And I just want to put on the table that so many of us we are lacking progesterone and progestin ain't going to cut it. Let me tell you, it is not the same stuff. And so I recommend 
It may be time to consider a natural progesterone serum to ease some of the worst PMS symptoms, especially mood swings, crappy sleep, heavy periods, and stress resilience. And this is what we should be recommending over hormonal birth control pills if women are struggling with those symptoms. We should try a little bit of natural progesterone, especially in perimenopause and menopause. It could be your saving grace. It's been my saving grace more than once. It makes your periods lighter. So progesterone can be used together with turmeric and other treatments to relieve crazy heavy periods of perimenopause. It relieves hot flashes. Progesterone works best when combined with magnesium glycinate and pharmagaba. It improves mood and sleep because progesterone soothes GABA receptors in the brain. It helps to reduce migraines and headaches along with tender breast tissue, addressing estrogen dominance. It improves insulin sensitivity and it creates more stress resilience and stabilizes blood sugar levels and it stabilizes the hepatic pituitary adrenal access and improves your ability to cope with stress. I don't know about you, but sign me up. And the safest and easiest way to use it is as a serum because it's less messy and it absorbs quick and you can kind of play with your dosage, which I love. Now, my progesterone serum called Progest Restore is a natural progesterone serum. It's the real deal. I talk about it all the time. I used it to get pregnant when I was 40 years old because like many women, my progesterone levels were basically in the crapper. They were okay. I had really boosted them, but it just wasn't enough. So I ended up using my Progest Restore to get pregnant and maintain my pregnancy at 40. Um, It contains 20 milligrams of bioidentical progesterone in each one mil servings and consists of super micronized form of natural progesterone that facilitates better absorption than conventional creams. And it's not as intense as the orals. something to think about. I recommend applying that one mil to your wrist, your inner arms, your thighs, even your breast tissue if you're dealing with lumpy, painful breasts, abdominal area or neck. And then it can alleviate PMS symptoms and estrogen dominance. It's neuro, breast and bone protective, also cardiovascular protective. And again, it's very important to know that this is not a synthetic progesterone like a progestin, which do not protect you from any of these things. Synthetic progesterone, as we talked about throughout this whole episode, can be quite dangerous with severely unwanted side effects. As we talked about with the Depavera shot and we talked about with the Nuva ring, right? Like some scary stuff out there. So that's what I wanted to speak to. And listen, this episode is all about giving you the knowledge to make the best decision for your health based on your circumstances and your unique body. You know your body better than anyone. And you know if hormonal birth control is going to be messing with you or does mess with you. And you know if your body needs something else, like some more care from you. Like if we start to tune in, we can get real clear real fast. So listen to your body and believe in your heart that you deserve optimal health. I was just having this conversation with my husband, Alex, this morning because I've been getting migraines again. I've been a little concerned about them. And I was telling him that I deserve to feel great and that I'm going to be focusing more on my health. It's going to be one of my biggest priorities. I mean, which, by the way, it is. (laughs) But I want to figure out, like, what is this missing link to these migraines right now? Because I know I'm missing something and I'm determined to figure it out. And that's just it. We're always on this journey. We're always on this continuum where we get to be investigators of our own health and wellness. And I think sleep for me is a major player right now. It's still off because I have a one and a half year old and it just isn't perfect, right? And so I'm going to be working and dialing in my sleep routine even more, optimizing it so that I wake up feeling good and I don't wake up with these migraines. So just a little bit about my own experience. At the end of the day, our bodies are ripe for healing miracles. And when we listen, we can really tune into making those miracles happen for us, happen for you. 
As always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. Whew, what a mamma jamma this show was today about, you know, hormonal birth control. I recommend if there's someone who needs to hear this because no one's telling us about this stuff, please share this episode with your bestie, your mom, your auntie, a friend from work, text it to them, let them know, share it on Instagram. If you do share it on Instagram, hashtag hormone CEO. Again, this is about hormone literacy. It's about us having informed consent. It's about us knowing what's happening with our bodies. And that is what the show is all about. Thank you for helping me spread the word. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.